There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode six of season three of The Magician. Oh my god. Okay, okay, okay. Let's just jump in because this was so awesome. I love this. So go ahead with the ratings news. All right. Episode six brought in a 0.26 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.674 million viewers, making it the 31st overall table show for the day. Awesome. Episode 4, the live plus 7 days, tied for 19th in viewers percentage gain, going from a .670 to 1.309 million viewers for an increase of 95%. Nice. Very nice, guys. Yes. Very nice. That was amazing. And this episode, I love it. Episode 6, do you like teeth? <laughs> that is I'm like... Fine. Yeah, it's like, um, <laughs> okay then. Quentin faces his most formidable foe yet as Julia helps Alice with a dangerous endeavor. So we have a lot of stuff coming up and we finally get what Steve announced like feels like forever ago. Felicia Day. Yes. So that was great. I thought that was fun that we got it, but just so much happening. And can we just say Dean Fogg in this one? Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so why don't you take us in first? All right, well, we start with Julia, Alice, and Penny. We see Alice feverishly jotting notes down, trying to figure out this, how to transfer the magic from Julia to her. So was this all stuff that she's remembering, or just various notes from different spells? What do you think this is? Like, I really think it's, she's just, Desperately searching through all these books for anything that might help. Okay, so it's not like Niffin stuff, basically. Right, no, okay. I don't think this is, any of this is out of her Niffin knowledge. Oh, or okay. if it is, she's going, the book she's going through is everything that she got written down. Oh, okay. Which I guess that is possible. It could be in there. But of course, Julia comes bopping in with a box full of old toys. Yes. And I do believe there was a bop it in there. Yes. <laughs> I love it. And Alice right away is like poo-pooing her idea. What What are you going to do? What's with this? Yeah. It's like, listen, you don't know everything, Miss yeah. Smarty Pants. Because Marina was infamous for transferring magic from one person to herself. Yeah, I think it was just stolen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, of course... The dynamic duo construct an electrical conductor of sorts from said toys. Yeah. And they start their spell when good old Billy Bass starts to sing. Yeah, I love it because 
<laughs> Penny. Penny's like, dude, I've been trying for hours! Because Julia managed to grab the key, so... I don't know how she just immediately knew it was Penny. Yeah, I don't... I wouldn't assume that either. <laughs> I mean, you were screwing with all the circuits. Yeah. So, of course, he thinks they're absolutely insane for trying this because he says he's seen it in action and it ain't pretty. As both people end up blowing up. Right. But he's like, I seen a spell. Which is interesting that since he can't touch anything. So basically he's like, go talk to Fog. And of course, Fog is just drunk off Oh my his god. Ass. I love Hammered Fog. <laughs> I mean, is that not the best? Because he's so funny and stupid. Yes. <laughs> and when he goes off on the whole thing, uh, in his little drunken stupor, about how he's a blind black man who's head of a school that's not a school anymore, and apparently, with my enchantments, I was 38% more tolerable. And that's all worn off. <laughs> and I love it because Alice is like, you're drunk. He's like, so? I was just dying. Yeah. How they had him. And it was just like, oh, my God. It was just something else. And I was cracking up. And all of this is happening. And Julia's like, all right, we need to do something because he's losing his shit. Yeah. So she like messes with his glasses and gives it to him so he can see. Right. I mean, it's only temporary, but I don't know if that's the one thing that kind of brought him to the point like, all right, fine. We need right. magic. You have magic. We need stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'll help. Yeah. He was not real happy that she has magic and nobody else does, but... He, he seemed mad. He seemed mad, too, that she knew about Marina's spell. Right. And then we because find out. it actually wasn't Marina's Yes, spell. and that's it interesting. Yes. Why do you have a spell that can basically steal magic from people? Yeah. What you been up to, Fog? Or I wonder if somehow, like, when they make the people who don't get into break bills forget. Right. If it's like they pull the little yeah. bit of magic out of them so that way they don't suddenly remember and then they screwed up with Julia, but. Yeah. That. That's probably why... Why yeah. it maybe actually existed? Yes. Yeah. But so he finally agrees to assist them, but they have to go visit a friend. This was great, which we'll talk about in a second. But, you know, Alice and Julia in this, I don't know, like day trader's office or something? Yes. Apparently in the heart of Manhattan. Way up high. Yeah. And we find out it's the an incubus because oh the only way not to set your dumbasses on fire is to use the flesh of a living magical creature to properly ex execute the spell. Okay, well apparently <laughs> this was a really long con on the part of the incubus. Oh yeah, oh yeah, this was a a twenty five year practical joke. <laughs> Which killed me watching this because they're basically fog is under the belief that the incubus is junk yeah. is what they need. Right. And, you know, they're trying to delicately say it and they're like, 
No, your little friend. Well, not your little friend. I'm I'm sure it's proportioned to you, but you know, I'm like, oh my god, like I'm embarrassed for Alice because Alice is so uncomfortable with this. Right, which is again completely opposite to the way her parents were. Which I think is the reason. Yeah. Right out and said, "So you got a magical penis." Oh my god, with the whole back and forth, and then finally, like Julia's like. We need your penis for a spell. And then he just loses it and cracks up. And I was like, is he not really an incubus? What is this? And that's when we find out. Yeah, it's a 25-year setup. And he's like, I can't believe it worked. And I'm thinking, I can't believe Fog told anybody that. And it turns out, no, it's actually not. You just need my tail. It grows back here. Have it. But... And, and then the incubus is like, yeah, no, it's not sex. It's not love and lust. It's stress. Yeah. And he like, as he does the weird creepy, I'm going to smell you guys. Yes. He's like, let me get a couple hits of that. Looking at Julia, he's like, and, and you can have it. It's like, ew. <laughs> ew. Bad incubus. But he just kind of throws the tail. And I love it. Alice is like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. Like, she's got that look on her face. Like, I, I don't know. If I should be grossed out, if I should thank him, if I should run screaming, what should I do? Right, and you would think the Niffin part of her would just say, oh, no big deal. I would think the Niffin part of her would know, but then again, what if Incubus is all different? Right, I'm sure they are. But that was just like, oh my god. <laughs> that was an awesome scene. <laughs> that was something else. So, of course, now that they've got the tail in hand. Ah, uh, but I'm just... Yeah, they execute the transfer spell once more. And, of course, Penny is there just having a hissy fit about it, and Hyman appears. I like it, because Penny's like, she's going to electric. Her wire is loose. And Hyman's just like, dude, you shouldn't be here. Although he's using, like, 50s grammar. Right. Yeah. You shouldn't be here. If this is bugging you so so much, go somewhere else. Go enjoy another story. It's like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? I love it because, yeah, at first he's like, um, shouldn't you go, I don't know, be peeping on somebody? Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of mean. Yeah. Isn't there somebody in a shower you should be <laughs> looking at? Right. No, there's nobody in the shower right now. Oh, no. No, somebody was in the shower. Apparently it was fog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, drunk. Yeah, I don't think he was <laughs> in the shower. Well, he might have been. Yeah, he said, no, in he's the in the shower, shower drunk. Shower. Yeah. Yeah. Because Hyman's like, yeah, I don't want to see that. Although he's remarkably put together for a man his age. He's like, oh, God, <laughs> what? Dude, I did not need to know that. Sorry, go ahead. Weirdo. But, of course, this time it works. And Alice goes in, does their voodoo on the glasses and hands them to Fog and she sees that it's Alice and is actually impressed that the spell worked. Now, was it just me or did she kind of like strut in? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, this is I won't quite say niffin' confident Alice, but yeah. Yeah, but she was... Alice, (laughs) Alice has got her groove back, shall we say. But yeah, she was just like, doop, 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 ha, ha. It's like, look at me. It's like, hmm, I don't feel like that's a good thing. Yeah, no. 
And of course, he senses that and tells her to be cautious. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, she goes, oh, I'll take it slow. But yeah, I got it now. Right. And I'm going to throw it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, good God, this is that good. It's scaring me already. Yeah. So, of course, Billy Bass goes off again. So Julia grabs the golden key so she can talk to Penny. And Penny tells her that he's leaving. It's time for him to move on from the group. I don't understand why he's like, bye. Okay, why? Right. Why? Why do you feel it? you got to tell somebody that you're leaving? Because you really don't want to leave. But you're mad that nobody's going to be able to, I don't know, help you out? Right. I, I kind of think that that is a little bit of it, is that, Nobody's really focusing in on his issue right now. They're all dealing with their own. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably frustrating him to a great deal. I, and so, yeah, yeah, if nobody's going to try to help him, why should he stick around? I guess. But still, I mean, come on, Penny. You know yeah. they need you, but they can't yeah. really do shit until they get magic back to help you. Exactly. So, yeah. of course, Julia... Gets frustrated and turns around and hands Alice the key. Yeah, she's like, here, Penny wants to leave. It's like, okay. And Alice goes, well, you know what? Mayakovsky made a body for me, so. Which is like, wait, how did nobody mention this before now? <laughs> no, they had to have a body for her to come back to when they built that circular thing to bring Nip and Alice back. Yeah, but I feel like that's something that maybe should have been mentioned earlier. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. A, a, a reminder that yes, Alice was um, did have a body assembled for her. Yes, because I completely in. forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, maybe you guys say something so the rest of us keep remembering this. Right. Of course, that might be why she's not quite acting herself too. Maybe. And that kind of tweaks Penny's curiosity. And we actually see, well, let's cut to Julia first mm -hmm. before we do that. So Julia packs up and heads to the park where she's doing some light reading and got a little basket lunch for herself. And she's just chillaxing. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow, that's not nice. Yeah. She puts down the book. Lays down, closes her eyes, and all of a sudden, Reynard's staring her in the face. Yeah. Okay, hi, Mackenzie Aston. Nothing like <laughs> having me freaked out that you're back. Yeah. And, of course, he does everything he can to just crawl under her skin like he has always done before. And, he can't get away. Yeah, and the things that he said I thought was actually pretty interesting, though. Yeah. Because he says to her, what was it? You broke your bone when you were a kid falling out of a tree. It healed, right. but you never, you were never not afraid of heights. Right. You didn't get over your fear of heights. Yeah. And what was it? He, he says he's not the, the fall or the broken bone. He's the fear of falling. The terror. Yeah. Right. So I was like, oh, okay, I get that. So it's, she's not going to be able just to get rid of him. Because it's kind of in her and she's so afraid of everything. So even getting rid of the magic and the seed 
Right. Doesn't mean. Does not do anything. Yeah. Which I'm like, oh, that's interesting the way that they kind of explain that. Right. And, of course, she wakes up and just is panicked. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, do you blame her? No, not at all. So we cut back to Alice as she is building the bones for Penny's body. Yeah, which I feel like maybe this is a little too much too fast. I think so, too. Of course, Penny is there watching and is is in awe of her work and appreciative of her help. Yeah, the only one who tried to help her. Well, I mean, Julia doesn't know how to do this, so... Right. Can't blame her. No, and the other three are in pillory, so... Until Alice slumps to the ground, seizing and foaming at the mouth. Right, it looks like she's having, I don't know, almost like a drug overdose. Yeah. So maybe everything didn't go as planned. I kind of think that's probably what happened. Is there... Alice may have got a little bit of it, but I don't think she got 90% of it. Yeah, and then... Or 100% of it. Yeah, too much too fast. Right. So, of course, all Penny can do is jump back into Billy Bass. Right, and he's like, somebody please, somebody hear this. And I'm, of course, like, oh my god, somebody come help! Yeah. Uh, so, hopefully, somebody will come help! <laughs> because that's where we left them. So. Alice is on the floor, Julia's in the park, Penny's freaking out. And yeah. by the way, we don't have Katie anywhere in this episode. Right. So great. She's stuck in a hospital in the psych ward. Yeah. So great. Yeah. It's like, oh, great. All sorts of crap happening. What does this mean over on Team Fillory right now? <laughs> because I feel like if this much crap went down here, what the heck does it mean for them? They got their own problems to deal with at this point in time. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's start with Margot, who decided to take a stroll through the corridors with the Stone Queen. And, right. you know, she's all talking about how she's noticed Pick, like, messing with the walls in a certain corridor. And I love it how Margot's just like, oh, yeah, he likes to redecorate. Yeah. Because, I mean, you don't know who this woman is. You can't trust her. Her no. kid's batshit crazy and just kills her other kid. Exactly. So, maybe no. But Margo is like, you know, I'm sorry I haven't consummated her marriage with your little psychopath, but there's weird shit happening. And he's right. a child. So this may have to wait a while. Yeah. And the Stone Queen is just like, oh, it's fine, dear. No big thing. It's like, what? All right. This lady's lying. Yeah. Something is up. And of course, she goes on to mention. Ah, uh, yeah, we seem to think there's some strange goings on with the fairies, and I've got a weapon that can we could use against the fairy queen. And you, what? What are you talking about, Willis? Right, it's like, excuse me? Huh. <laughs> and as they're walking, now, I don't understand how Margot doesn't know the layout of, yeah, the yeah. layout of her own castle at this point. Yeah. But the Stone Queen knows. Because they open a door, and it's like, oh, there's a bed, it's a freaking dungeon, and your crazy little psychopath is in there. And she kind of, like, pushes Margo in. Margo, of course, is like, let me out, what the hell, and calling for the guards. And And nobody. Excuse me? How is this 
woman who is not your queen, keeping all your people at bay. I have a feeling her guards took out Margot's guards. Margot better do something about them guards. Yeah. <laughs> and get some of uh, Princess's guards in or something. I don't know. But Margot, of course, is pissed. And I love it. The Stone Queen's like, put the, put the sheets in the window when it happens. You do understand Margot's not a virgin, right? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of covered. So you're not going to be able to prove that anything happened except your little right. psychopath. Yeah. But Margot's like, this isn't happening. I don't know what's wrong with you. And the kid, okay, the kid does actually kind of explain himself, though. A little bit, yes. He's like, he gives a reason. <laughs> I'm sorry, but in, in my culture, if you're not the oldest, you don't get married. You become a, basically one of the guards. It's like, maybe I could have married you off to somebody. Maybe you don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, you need sex ed class. And I love it when he's like, who's Ed? Yeah. <laughs> oh, face palm. Yes. Whoever wrote that's like, okay, I got a dad joke. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Let me put this in. Yeah. But it was funny because then it goes to the throne room where Elliot is there and, oh, there's the fairy queen. Great, it's you. She's like, you need to make sure that she copulates at all costs. Okay, first of all, you want it so badly. Why? Yeah, there's got to be a reason that you want this. Yes, there must be an alliance between the mountain people and the fairies. It's of the utmost importance. It's like, again, why? Yeah. I don't trust you. No. And no, nor no. should anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love it. And if you refuse to help, I do need another accessory. Perhaps <laughs> your spleen. It's like, can you live without your spleen? I feel like you can. So yes, I think you can. You can have my gallbladder, too. I already had mine out. Have at it. It's like, yeah. But I love then, because we go back, and where did Margot get this book? Yeah, I don't know. It's like... She just whipped it out of the... Does she have a bag of holding or something? Like, just pull out this giant, like, volume. And she's right. like, let's talk about the birds and the bees. <laughs> Do you like blood? Because I'm bleeding right now. And it's like, here, this is what happens. And I love how she, like truth and lies kind of thing it's like is this yes. like and this weird random like drawing about yeah this is how it is with women and this stuff happens and there's teeth down there yeah. what <laughs> which apparently a lot of people have said and you actually have that here too that it's a nod to the 2007 film teeth which starred hail applebot applement i almost want to i always want to call him applebot applebot I don't know why. Hail Appleman. He doesn't have an apple bottom. I don't know. But <laughs> it's just so funny. But I, seriously, where did that book come from? Yeah, she knocking the, in the dungeon. She's knocking the door. Hey, guys, I need you to go get, like, the encyclopedia of sex for me. And somebody, all right, I'll go do it. What? I don't understand. That was just weird and random, but okay. Yes, but awesome. It was. It was funny. Because I love it, she's telling, and this just seems so super, like, all right, what is, like, the most religious and grossed out thing you can say to get whoever you're talking to to be like, ew, right, sex. I don't want to do this. Yes, and cause it's kind of like the route she went to, which I thought yes. was funny. And so as that's happening, Elliot 
ends up running into a guard. Oh, look, it's Quentin. And I'm like, how do you like masquerading as a, a guard in your own castle? He's like, yeah. And then he's like, these are really hot. <laughs> it's like, we need a summer clothing line or something, because this shit's heavy. Yeah. And, oh, hey, they have the book, so they can find out what the next chapter is. Right. Like, where do we go for the next key? The unknown key is in the abyss. Oh, great. That sounds super fun. Right. Where it's... Where there is no light. Yes, perpetual darkness. Oh, goody. But... And guess what, Kuo, buddy? You get to do this on your own. Yeah, because Kuo's excited. He's like, oh, I can't wait. And he's like, oh, go be <laughs> heteronormal with somebody else. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. You have to go on your own, little buddy. You're fine. He's like, aw, I wanted to do a boat trip with you. And he's like, I love it because Elliot was like, go do what you want to do. And nobody, nobody was like confused at this statement because all over Twitter, everybody's like, he's going to be on the bow of the ship. And he's like, I'm king of the world. It's like, (laughs) which is funny because then it actually like, there's like a cascading thing from that, that the theory was. Okay, he is Leonardo DiCaprio at the bow of the ship screaming that, but he doesn't have to scream it, scream it because he is the king of this world. Right. Who saves a redheaded woman who was on a raft. Yeah. It was like this weird casket. Like, I don't know if this was all one person that I happened to read this from or if it just like everybody kind of add on, added on to it. I'm like, it all fit. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. So, I'm sorry. I know I I went off on a a tangent, but that was great, the fact that they had this. And Elliot was so happy to send him off, because I think he knew that Q actually needed this. Oh, yeah. He knew that this was something Q had always, always wanted to do. So, it must have been in the previous life that they... Talked about it, maybe? Yeah. Never lived. But, but did they? No, it day by day, yeah. <laughs> I'm still wondering if that kid's going to come into play. I guarantee you, before the end of the season, we will see Clinton's son. Which would be weird, but awesome. Yes, yes. But then, you know, Elliot's like, all right, I got to go deal with this mess in the basement. So he starts yeah. walking it. Hey, there's a note that comes from one of Princess's people. And I love it. Elliot's like, wait, I thought he was in the dungeon. He's like, he was, but nothing happened since it was a little psychopath down there. So he was released. It's like, oh, okay. That makes sense. And the note gives Elliot some really in- interesting information. Right. Which helps make a proposition to the fairy queen. Yeah. <laughs> the way it's put. He's like, yeah, humans don't mate in captivity. And ain't shit happening down there. Come on, let's be honest. Margot will probably kill him first. Yeah. And they require open air and space, and uh, it's called a honeymoon, where we're from. Yeah. And uh, the whole statutory rape thing is kind of a problem. And she's like, he's not a statue? <laughs> statue. <It's> like, <laughs> wow. You, and I love it. Elliot's like, uh, uh, yeah, I got nothing. All right, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> like, never mind. Yeah. But you know what? There is a forest just rife with aphrodisiac magic. Why don't they go there? Get the juice flowing. And the fairy queen is either not as smart as she thinks she is or really does not understand the way that, I guess, humans can lie so easily. Right. Not quite sure which it is, but again. I think it's a little of both. 
And again, you know, she's like, okay, don't make me take something of yours and put it in my little magic cage. Right. Threatening his uh, manhood yeah. this time. And <laughs> Elliot's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So next thing we know, we see them in a, a, a carriage. Yeah. And Margo, Fobar, and Elliot are on their way. And Elliot's like, let's drink to the couple. And Margo's like, I don't want to drink. And he's drink like, drink. It, and because... <laughs> Because little psychopath is like, I can't drink until you drink because women always have to drink first in our culture. It's like, Margo, if you don't drink the shit, I might have to hit you. <laughs> Fine. So they drink it and, oh, off goes Fomar to Sleepy Land. I love it because she's like, did you poison him? <laughs> it's like, no, that would be bad. But we got some shit to do. Listen, this is yeah. what's going down. And this is what's interesting. Because how did the Fairy Queen not know that in the, the aphrodisiac forest, there's no forest? Right. Like, shouldn't she have been aware of that? Yeah. You would think that where he was talking about going would have led them right to where she didn't want them to find. But, now, of course, that could have been Elliot saying, yeah, we're going this way, which... Is oh, high. where it's like still okay. But we didn't go that way. We went the other way to see what was going on where you didn't want us to yeah. see. But while this was happening too, like the little conversation that they had in the carriage, I loved it because Margo's like, "We used to be the baddest bitches around," and Elias yeah. like, "Now we're adults and we have depth." And the look on Margo's face, right? What? No, I, no. I loved that look with every fiber. That was retweeted so many times. Yes. Yeah, that was the best. I love that. Summer Bishop, thank you for just having that look. Yes. And Elliot tries to assure her as soon as they get Hillary back, Oof. they can work on becoming those people right. again. We'll get our groove back. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Yeah. But we got to get rid of these fairies first. And it's like, okay, well, S went through here. S was right. This shit ain't right, because why are there these freaking mushrooms everywhere? Yeah. Why is it and hot? It's hot and sweaty and muggy. And then it's like, at the same time, they had their little light bulb moment. Oh, my God, they're changing it. This makes so much sense, because they're always so, like, stuck on baths and water and moisturizer. And, yeah. well, moisturizer's not a bad thing. But anyway, they're trying to change Hillary to suit their needs with the climate. And just completely right. change it where this is not good for the people. Right. It's only good for fairies. And then one of the mushrooms moved. I love it. Cause, <laughs> what? Yeah, because Margaret's like, did that move? Should I touch it? I don't think you should touch it, but. Right. She picks <laughs> it up. Yeah, she picks it up, and it's like I got a freaking egg attached to it. It's like fairy embryos. Yeah, a whole field of them. And she's like, what the hell? They're building an army. They're growing an army. Yes. And now I'm thinking, okay, really, why do you want this so bad then for this, uh, th this, like, merger of armies with the mountain people? Well, now you remember that, yes, their territory was a mountain that floated in the sky. Mm -hmm. So more than likely, the fairy queen cut a deal with the stone queen that she would put them back up in the sky if they can take out Margot and Elliot, hmm. then they can have the 
fairies can have fillery and turn it into their own sauna. Oh, interesting. Okay. See, they couldn't make that deal with S's people. Because of the rock. And right. all the stones where they are. Ah, interesting, interesting. But, so, yeah, right. Margo decides to take a few hostages. Now, when she did this, because Elliot was, like, thinking and trying to think out loud, what should we do? Maybe we should do this. And talking about the queen, and he turns around and Margo's gone. I thought <laughs> something happened, like the fairy queen was there and kind of stole Margo away or something. Right. Until all of a sudden she pops up behind him. She's like, let's just pull some of these bitches for hostages. And she had a bunch in her arm, and she's like, ha, ha, ha. I was like, what are you doing? You don't know what those are. I mean, they could be, like, cooks for all you know. I mean, like, how are you just randomly taking some hostage? Pick different colors? I mean, what? What was this? Right. I was waiting for the Rambo flamethrower. Something, yeah. Take, burn the place down. Like, I'm taking them all out. But it's like, okay, well, I guess they're going back to White Spire. Right. Which seems like a bad idea, but whatever. And before this happens, though, they're like, oh, yeah, we got to figure out what to do with the kid. And I love it because all of a sudden, Margo pulls out a frog. The hell did the frog come from? Because I swear it was under her skirt. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, you know what? S was right. And she and Elliot's like, um, you're holding a frog. What are you talking about? It's like, are you licking toad? What's going on? She's like, the frogs down here have teeth. Yeah. <laughs> and then Fover wakes up and he's like, ow. Oh, Ah, something has bit my manhood. <laughs> and I love it because it goes back to Margot say, talking about the teeth. Uh-huh. And Elliot's like, welcome to being a man. You did very well. And he looks like freaked out looking at him. He's like, I like to watch. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I couldn't even believe it with this one. And Margot's like, you want to go again? And he's like, no, I'm good. But it was just so goofy and funny because they were, like, so over-the-top on character. When Elliot was just like, I like to watch. You did great. It's like, oh, my God. And someone's like, I may never have sex again. But you never had sex in the first place, so it's fine. Well, I guess you had sex with a frog, but... (laughs) Oh, the names they're going to call him when this is over. Yeah. But anywho. So that was our, our... tale of this king and queen. Right. And we still gotta get Quentin in, in this. Yes. So. Take us away to the mutt jack. He's on board and living the life. Oh my gosh. He just looked like so awesome and happy and it was great. Yes. It's been so long since we've seen Q this excited about something. Yes, it was great. It was nice to be able to see that they gave him I mean, it didn't last for very long, but like a happy kind of storyline. Yes. And Benedict with him, who was super happy. Why is my voice going so high when I say that? I don't know. (laughs) But he was just like, everything's great. Woohoo. I'm like, wow, okay, even he's happy. And he kind of seemed like blah half the time. Right. It was great until... Until... Yeah. They finally reached the abyss. Dun, dun, dun. And it's weird, because he's standing outside on the hull of the boat, and he's like, okay, we have to find the key. And next thing you know, we hear some girl screaming. It's like, hey, is anybody there? It's like, what? Yeah. (laughs) How the hell? So 
they manage to get to her, and they pull up a very wet poppy. Felicia Day, who's super happy, and apparently she's from Breakbills. Yeah! And I was like, hold on, is this for real? Yeah. Because I didn't know, because I didn't read about her character. Yes. So I wasn't sure if it was really supposed to be a person, or if it's supposed to be like a magical creature, or what the deal was, so. Right. No, this is actually a person from the book. Oh, it for real? Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. And, yeah, it was, uh, first, it, I kind of thought that maybe she was from the the group that disappeared when Alice's brother was there. Mm-hmm. But the way she made it sound, she, it wasn't. I mean, she had, they had got into Fillory in 2016, so. Well, wasn't that kind of part of Alice's brother's group? Because Josh was part of the group, but he was... Right, Because yeah, she right. knew Josh. Right. Yeah, right, you're right. So it, it's kind of, but didn't disappear quite the same way. Right. Like, apparently a lot of people in that class went kind of everywhere, except right. where they were supposed to be. So apparently Poppy got out, and of course they start to drink, and she tells the story of how she wound up in Fillory, because she loves dragons and was... Off on a quest for dragons. Yeah, I just happened to find where she needed to be. It's like, oh, okay, that sounds awful convenient. Yeah, especially with Josh being with them. Right, especially where Josh ended up. Yeah. And Quentin starts telling her, oh, yeah, I'm on a quest to find keys. And oh, and Poppy's just like, oh, this one? Yeah, like like this? It's like, no. Yeah, how could this be so convenient here? It's like, this can't be it. Yeah, too, way too easy. Right, and she puts it down. She's like, yeah, I'll give it to you. Puts it down by him, and they keep drinking. And she keeps looking off. So this is why I kept thinking she was like a magical creature or something, because she kept looking like to the stairwell. Yeah, looking around, not towards Clint. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, what is she? Something is up. Yeah, something is up. And... uh, I thought that was weird because then she's like so set, like he passes out after she tells the story how she survived on a raft for three weeks and she's all alone in the dark abyss, yada yada. And after Q passes out, she like puts the the key in his hand and then just sits back right. smugly and then starts drinking because the whole time she has not drank until then. Yeah. It's like, why aren't you drinking then? Yeah. I guess she didn't want to say exactly anything bad. No, not at all. Especially when she's like, oh, crap. I can't remember the words exactly, but something like, I'm a person of questionable means. So I'm like, oh, what uh, does this mean? Questionable motives. Yes, okay. So it's like, oh, what what does that mean exactly? Right. (laughs) But she kind of, you know, heads out of the room, and Q finally wakes up, and is faced with himself. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? I thought, like, she turned into him. Right. And that somehow she was, like, going to try to take over Fillory and stuff. But, like, Q is seeing, like, super depressed Q. And it's like, what the hell? How is somebody even more depressed and jaded than Quentin is? Well, we find out. Super depressed. He pulls all that out and creates another you. Which, does that mean he does not have all of that inside of him right now? No, because that's what it uses to get you to kill yourself. Uh, so you got to remember it. That's true. 
So what she was saying wasn't 100% right. So little, mm, can't trust her yet. Yet? I don't know if we can trust her at all. <laughs> no. Nope. Because, yeah, when Poppy's like, oh, yeah, it conjures up hallucinations. Basically all the really bad shit. And uh, half the time the person will commit suicide. What? She's like, ah, yeah. just, you know, pass it around. It'll be fine. Yeah. We passed it around randomly and only lost three people in the first Yeah. Time. Uh, excuse me? Maybe no. Because Quentin is so much better than that because he's like, I'm not going to have you just randomly give this to people. People could die. What the hell? Right. And so we have a whole slew of things that Quentin is doing to try to not think about this. And then, you know, the final little moment when he's like, you know, we were having a decent conversation. You didn't have to make this disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. But at the same time, I'm like cracking up. Right. So it's like, how long is this supposed to have been going on? Was this like a day or what? Because, yeah, when Quentin is like looking into the water, then... Right. Benedict comes up, he's like, no, don't do it. And he's like, what? But yeah. there was something in the water. Yes. And I'm like, what are we seeing? Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm trying to figure out how, if there is something in the water, did Poppy end up in the water and not have something happen to her? Right. So that's, again, why I kept thinking, okay, is it a magical creature and not a yeah. person? So that's why I still had those questions going on. And I understand that completely. And I love it because Benedict is like, oh, yeah, you know, in the old days, people would tie somebody to the mast so that they wouldn't go crazy. And he was like, yeah, that, <laughs> let's do that. And Benedict's like, what? what? What are you talking about, sire? I kind of felt bad because he's like, yeah, promise me you will not let me out of here no matter what. That you right. knew was going to be bad. Fire. Yeah. Because then Quentin, who just, doesn't shut the hell up. <laughs> Decides to keep yapping with Poppy's like, really, this is what you're going to do? Well, first of yeah. all, what do you care? Because you're not the one holding it anymore. Right. And second, shut up, Quentin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he opens his mouth and lets it out that, yes, the key can also open portals that could lead back to Earth. And Poppy immediately jumps on that, reaches in his pocket, takes the key, and starts to head down into the ship. Should have hit it better. Yeah. Yeah, and then Quentin's like, Benedict, stop her, stop her at all costs. Oh, that wasn't a good idea. It played beautifully. Yes. Because he gets there, he grabs her, and then you see her just lame out. Right, totally cold cocked him. Right, and you go, oh, she's getting away, and this is going to be horrible. And then she goes into something that looks like a cave. Right. She gets the doorway open. Right. It, yeah. But apparently it didn't lead anywhere quickly. Because Benedict comes back up and just as forlorn as hell, I'm so sorry. And he goes, Quentin's just, no, it's okay. We'll, we'll get her in the key. We, we'll do it. Don't worry about it. Yes. And he goes right to the edge of the boat. He says, I'm worthless. And in he goes. Right. Because earlier he had just said that, oh, we don't talk about our feelings here. It's like, no, right. oh, God, what does this mean? This is bad. Yeah. But as he jumps into the water right off the side, which he's still holding the key, 
Right. Which I wasn't 100% sure. Like, I had to read Twitter like crazy. All of a sudden, a dragon's head pops up. And it's like, mmm, yummy. One gulp, and it's yeah. gone. And I'm like, okay, was that the dragon that we seen that got the, him to the underworld? I believe it was. See, because I asked that, and nobody was sure. Right. And then... It's, it's hard to tell, because you're only going by a voice. That, that we got, like, two words, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then down goes the dragon back into the water. It's like, what the hell? And the next thing we know, Poppy decides, okay, she's back, and and she got hit in the face or something. Yeah, apparently Benedict may have gotten cold cocked, but he got back up and uh, put up a hell of a fight because he was able to take the key from her. But that's why I didn't understand how she was back then, because I swear we've seen her going into the whatever portal. Or like I don't think so, really. I mean, she. We seen it open. All we saw was her fist cold cocking him. Okay. Because the shot before that is from the cave looking. <gasps> oh, okay. Okay. I I think I flipped them in my head. Okay. Right. So we really never saw her go in, but apparently, what we thought was the knockout punch to Benedict wasn't. <laughs> and so then this is interesting because Poppy's like Quentin is trying to say great. So now, after the dragon poops out the key, eventually it's going to be at the bottom of the ocean. Great. How are we ever going to get it back? And Poppy's like, yeah, that ain't really the thing. They don't poop. Yeah, it don't <laughs> happen that way. It's like, what do you mean they don't poop? Everybody poops. There's a book. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. And But dragons are the gatekeepers of portals, but they actually are the portal. So then here's my question. Okay, if they're a portal and everything that goes into them comes out somewhere else, Q's like, okay, that means that the key must be in the underworld where he's been. Right. But I'm like thinking, okay, if they're actually a portal, then that means Benedict may not be dead, right? Right. Because... It is possible. Him and the key made it through the dragon and... Somewhere. Somewhere. So, yes, here's fingers crossed that Benedict did make it through without really being... <laughs> by the dragon. Yeah, I was just kind of like, wait a second, why do they just throw that in there? Because Q's like, we needed that key to save magic, dumbass, and you were just all about, oh, whatever, I need yep. to save me. Getting rid of it, yeah. <laughs> so, does this mean the epic quest continues? Oh, it absolutely does. They can't just give up on one key like that, so yeah. Q gets to go back to the underworld where they know him so well. Yeah, they may be like, we got posters up, you're not coming back no more. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as he is spotted, he's arrested. Yeah, you never know. All right, so what did you guys think about the episode? Why don't you shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Let us know how you feel about it, how it's going. What do you think happened to poor Benedict? Is he going to possibly come back? Well, while you're at it, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and all the other podcatchers you're finding us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Don't forget to check out our webpage at fangirlzone.com. You have our contact links there, too. If you want to just hit that, it's easier just to shoot us a message or leave something on Facebook or Twitter. Thank you guys so much for tweeting along with us. We do so enjoy talking to you guys and your theories because you guys come up with some great ones that I don't think about until we're, like, in the moment. It's like, oh, that does totally make sense. So don't forget to tag the show. Always tag the magicians when you're tweeting, though, because that helps yes. a lot. 
Yes. So, for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. This is all just a thin frosting of whimsy on a cupcake of conspiracy. And until next time.